Hello, how are you? I hope you're having a fabulous week. And welcome, Rebecca is in. Before we get started, I would like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the traditional custodians of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and people on whose unceded lands I live and work. I also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which each of you are living, learning and working from today. As we share our knowledge and experiences, may we also pay respect to our elders, both past and present, as it is their knowledge and experiences that holds the key to success of future generations. All right, are you ready to get into some authentic storytelling, kindness and bravery in your everyday? Let's make a start. Hello and welcome. I hope you are having a fantastic week. I am your guide, Rebecca Murphy, And today I want to continue building on the story of you by talking about authenticity. Now, I do want to thank those of you who listened in to my very first episode last week. I am so grateful for the feedback and questions I've received, some of which have formed what I am talking about today. So let's talk about authenticity. What does it mean exactly? There is a lot of talk about authenticity in leadership at the moment, and it has become a bit of a buzzword. Some of you have talked to me in the last couple of weeks about your concerns about whether you are being authentic in different work situations when using negotiation and influencing skills, being genuinely concerned about not being perceived as being authentic when using these types of skills. In fact, when preparing for this episode out of curiosity, I did a Google search on the word authenticity just to see what would come up. And what I found was a lot of different definitions of authenticity, along with lots of different articles about how to be authentic in the workplace. And they all centered around the same kinds of themes being true to your own personality, values and ideals, regardless of the pressure that you're under to perhaps act differently, Uh, being honest with yourself and with others, taking responsibility for your mistakes and ensuring that your values, ideals and actions are aligned and then perhaps as a result coming across as genuine and willing to accept the consequences of being true to what you consider to be right. Now, that is an awful lot to take in and consider in any type of context, let alone a workplace. So really, it is no wonder (laughs) that there is a lot of confusion out there and people genuinely feeling concerned about what authentic means to them and how to actually embrace your authenticity. So what I want to do today is put the workplace aside for the moment and strip it right back and talk about authenticity in terms of just being yourself, being your true self. So for me, I see authenticity as a part, a big part of your story, and you really shouldn't feel afraid to be yourself. And when I think of being myself, I mean, last week I did share that I am a huge Disney nerd and one of the Disney films, or actually two now that I think of it, 
that come to mind when we're talking about being yourself are Aladdin and Mulan. Now, I'll talk about Aladdin just for a moment, if you'll indulge me just a little bit today. Um, Aladdin spends a lot of time uh, in the film fooling the royal palace into thinking that he is a prince, that he forgets that the connection that he made with Princess Jasmine in the first place was when he was actually being himself. So the genie tries to remind him of this and he turns himself into a bee and buzzes around Aladdin's head and reminds him to be himself right before everything starts to fall apart from for Aladdin and Aladdin starts to push everyone away including Jasmine and the genie because he starts to believe the lie that he has created instead of who he truly is but in true Disney style He saves the day by realising the error of his ways and accepting who he truly is and showing the world what he is capable of, authentically. An oldie but a goodie. The old stories always have a lesson or two to teach us. And we have been lucky enough to observe some real-life examples of authenticity on our TV screens over the last couple of months. Reality TV. You either love it or you hate it, but it is the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) In Australia, we have been glued to our TV screens watching the most recent season of MasterChef Australia. Now, there have been some true examples of authenticity and growth on this reality TV show if I ever saw them. On the very first episode this season, we met Declan, who introduced himself this way. Declan is my name and fish is my game. Now, don't worry if you haven't watched the season through to the end as yet. I'm not going to give anything away here. Declan makes it a significant way through the season He has ups and downs. He meets his heroes. He impresses some of them and completely falls to pieces in front of others. But from beginning to end, he is the fish guy. Even uh, in one of the very complex elimination challenges, he stops to help one of the other MasterChef contestants having significant issues with a seafood component so that they could finish the challenge and produce a final dish. And even though this person was in competition with him, and in his final episode, one of the judges repeats, Declan is his name and Fish is his game. He knows who he is. He knows what he loves to do what he is good at, and what he stands for. And so does everybody else. He helps people. He is kind and supportive, a team player. Now, during this season, we are also reintroduced to Brent. In the 2021 season, Brent took an early departure to focus on his mental health. And he has returned this season to continue his journey on the show. 
it is more than just about the food and the culinary growth for Brent. It is just as important to show his journey of growth and recovery through mental illness and most importantly that you can emerge stronger on the other side and thrive. His driving force is his family and while he has his food dream, everything he does is for his family and making them proud. Through the competition, Brent's growth and journey is most definitely a mental one. But through it all, he knows who he is and what he can do, both in the kitchen and in himself. Two very different stories, two very different people, but both authentic in their own way. So now I would like to share a story of one of my own experiences. In one of my very first jobs, I had a boss who said to me, I need you to leave your personal life at the door when you come into the office. When you are here, all that matters is the job. Now, I was very young, my late teens, early 20s, and I had absolutely no idea how I was supposed to do this. At the time, I was a university student. I was studying music and performing arts. And so I thought, and this is where my drama and theatre studies classes kicked in, so I thought, well, maybe um, at work I will become a character. Now, this is not something that I recommend to anybody. Please don't, don't do this. Um, so I became a character when I was at work, which did work for a little while, but it was not a solution, especially when my hours began to increase the cracks started to show and I was pretty miserable. Why? Well, the boss was asking me to become someone I was not, to become something I was not. And the reality is we wear a lot of different hats in our lives. Just because you walk through the office door does not mean that you stop being a daughter or a son a mum or a dad, a sister or a brother, a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a partner, a husband, a wife, a student, a writer, a photographer, a musician, a chef, a carer, whatever it is for you, we all wear multiple hats in our lives and those hats don't change just because we are at work. They are part of our story and part of who we are. We bring those hats and who we are in all of those hats into each aspect of our lives. We may not show everything to everyone all of the time, but it is all there. So in the case of this boss of mine, I'm sure that this person had their reasons for asking me to hide part of myself away, whatever their motivation, it did have a lasting impact. 
Fast forward to 2020 and the pandemic. And those workplaces and bosses who preferred everyone to compartmentalise personal life and work life suddenly had no choice. The personal space became the workspace and authenticity became a very real necessity. One of the most real examples of this was the then New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern who hosted a COVID-19 Q&A from her living room in a sweatshirt after putting her toddler to bed. In the Q&A, she covers all the very real and practical information about the lockdown and medical information, but she signs off by reminding and asking people to check on their neighbours elderly and anyone in their immediate world who may be at risk, going straight to the heart of what the main concerns of people in New Zealand may be and what her concerns are. She apologises for not being in her normal work clothes. She is doing her job while showing quite honestly who she is and what she cares about authenticity. Beyonce once said, your self-worth is determined by you. You don't have to depend on someone telling you who you are. And this is the key, being your authentic self, whether at work or in a personal space, should be determined by one person, and that's you. So let's discover your authentic self and we'll do this by starting with a few simple steps. So step one is to create five sections on a page. You can use a piece of paper or a digital whiteboard and how you divide it is up to you. You can make a table, you can draw five circles or five squares or you might choose to use uh, post-it notes. The important thing is that you have the five different sections on your page. Step two is to know what is important to you. Knowing what is important to you is essential. So what we want to find out here is what do you value and what do you believe in? So label the first section on your page values and the second section beliefs. Now let's start with your values. So when we talk about values, values are the standards and principles that you set for yourself and the behaviour of others in your world. So behaviours that you are willing to accept and behaviours that you would hold others to. They are how you determine what is good and fair and meaningful to you. Now, what I want you to do in your values section is write a list of no more than five values in your values section. Some examples of values might be accountability, balance, belonging, freedom, kindness, respect, responsibility, success. There are a lot of different values 
that you might choose and they vary greatly from person to person and are highly individual. So to help you have a think about um, perhaps the last time you were looking for a new job and were researching the company that you were applying for. What appealed to you about the company? Often the values of uh, the company you're applying for align with your personal values and that's the reason why you're applying for that particular company. Another thing you can do is ask someone you trust uh, to describe you in five words. If you are still stuck, have a look in the episode description for some free resources to help you. Now, let's look at beliefs. Now, your beliefs are related to your values in that they often underpin your values. Beliefs are things that you know to be true in your heart and they are, they are often related to your culture or your faith. They are created from your past experiences, what you learn, what you are told and what you see. The question is, what do you believe wholeheartedly is important to you? Those who believe in giving back hold the belief that being a giver is a secret to life or a good afterlife. Others believe in standing up for what they believe is right in all situations. They believe in courage. If you are stuck, have a look in the episode description for some free resources to help you. You may have beliefs that are limiting or that are not lifting you up. You might want to consider leaving those beliefs out if they are no longer serving you in a positive way. Now that we know what is important to you, let's move on to the next step. Step three, focus on your strengths. Strengths. We all love to hate this question in a job interview, but it is important to recognise what your strengths are. So label the third section on your page, Strengths. Now, close your eyes. What are the top five things that you excel at more than the average person? The things that people say to you, wow, you are really good at that. And it might not be a tangible skill. It might be that people find it easy to talk to you. It might be that you light up the room. It might be that you can see patterns in data easily when no one else can. Or it might be an attribute like positivity or creativity. Whatever it is for you, write it down in this section. Step four, what sparks joy for you? Label the fourth section, joy. If you are anything like me, just saying the word joy brings a huge smile to your face. Say it with me now. Joy. What are the things that you do that spark joy in your life? In other words, what are the things that you do that you love doing? This should be an easy list to make. Write down as many things that you can think of. 
or if love is too strong a word for you, what are the things that you enjoy doing? What are the things that you are good at? Add as many things as you can think of to this list. Step five, find your tribe. Label the final section cheerleaders. To be your authentic self, you need to feel safe to be vulnerable with others. It will be much easier to be yourself when you can talk freely with other people. So make sure you spend your time with sincere and optimistic people, friends who will not pass judgment on you easily, friends who are open and supportive. Surround yourself with people who lift you up. To start with, find the five people who are a positive force in your life, who lift you up and challenge you when you need it. Write their names in this section. Now, have a look at what you have written on your authentic self-guide. Values, beliefs, strengths, joys and cheerleaders. Everything on there is the key to discovering your authentic self and bringing your authentic self to everything you choose to do. I will leave you with this thought from His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. The goal is not to be better than the other man, but your previous self. This week, take some time to put together your values, beliefs, strengths, joys and cheerleaders. If you are getting stuck, I have added some free resources for you in the episode description. Contact your cheerleaders for a chat. Look back at your story timeline. Consider how your story has influenced your values and beliefs. Look at your list of joys. Have you done something that brings you joy this week? Pick one thing and do it. Bring your authentic self to everything that you do. As Michelle Obama says, I have learned that as long as I hold fast to my beliefs and values and follow my own moral compass, then the only expectations I need to live up to are my own. Thank you for listening today. Remember to be kind, be brave and listen to your heart. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to subscribe, rate and review. For more or to get in touch, go to murphyworks.com. Rebecca is out. Have an amazing day. Thank you.